Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of The Sonophilian with me, your host, Mariam Goddard. Today, we will be discussing a topic that I think most everyone can probably relate to, but one that is also widely underestimated and certainly not talked about nearly enough, uh, given its scope and popularity. I'm talking, of course, about how good porn can help make the world a better place. To help break the taboo, so to speak, and to offer her professional and highly researched insight into this industry, we have one of the founders and creative directors of the Porn Film Festival in Vienna, Yasmin Hagendorfer. Uh, Yasmin is the creative director at the Transition International Queer and Minorities Film Festival, and she is also starting a startup called Peaches and Cream, which I would love to know more about later. Uh, she's a contemporary artist, writer, filmmaker, curator, producer, and creative mind. Uh, Yasmin, it's so great to have you on the show, and I can't wait to jump right into the conversation. Yeah, hello, hello, and thanks for having me. I'm also quite excited, actually. So, Yasmin, this topic is, as I mentioned, often viewed as taboo, uh, awkward, possibly uncomfortable for many people, but... You speak so openly and confidently that it opens up the idea um, that porn should be more widely discussed in all circles, both academic and casual. So um, I'm wondering, how did you become interested in researching porn? And at what point did you begin to notice that we needed to approach this industry in a different way, um, particularly when it comes to socioeconomic discourses and gender identity? Well, well. How did I end up uh, being concentrated on porn? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, actually, I studied art at the uh, Academy of Fine Arts here in Vienna. And I was in a very open-minded class there. We talked a lot about bodies, about politics, about um, yeah, everything you can imagine. Uh, imagine. And in, I think uh, this was like my first step of really um, trying to, to depict that uh, topic. I was very interested in how actually porn functions, not like porn is film, but I concentrated on the porn platforms, the online platforms uh, that we, uh, of course, all know, I think. And I, I was very curious about how does this function? How many clips are there uploaded? What is the system behind it, actually? Uh, so this is like a very, very big topic when, when you think that like about 30% of the internet content is porn related. So I did kind of an artistic approach to the topic first. And I made some artworks about it, uh, some sculptures, some uh, installations about it. So this was like my first approach. And yeah, functioned very well for me. I also researched quite a lot of post-porn politics. I was quite interested in that. And I think um, some years after that, actually, a good friend of mine, Gregor Schmiedinger, he's a filmmaker, but he um, is a very good friend of mine. And he came to me and said, hey, Yasmin, uh, we are thinking with a group of people, but we're thinking to establishing a porn film festival here in Vienna. And we think that this might be interesting for you, especially as you are uh, researching on the topic. And uh, it would be glad, uh, would be very interesting to have that approach inside of it. And I said, yeah, that sounds amazing, actually. 
and I can imagine what uh, this will be or what this should look like and I have quite a lot of ideas uh, to bring into that um, group yeah and this was like five years ago when we uh, founded the porn film festival so me Gregor Schmiedinger Jabos Kotomos which is the festival director even now and um, another person a lot of our artists uh, whatever kind of persons were interested in it and yeah we were just like stepping right into it uh, doing the film festival without uh, not knowing what to expect actually uh, and yeah uh, we were quite surprised in the beginning when we first started it, like how much interest it, there was in this film festival, how much interest there was in the topic. Uh, we, we made kind of a test balloon before we really started doing the festival. So we made like a kind of a porn teaser night uh, in Vienna and just wanted to see, hey, will people show up or not? And actually a lot of people showed up and this was like i think the really the, the second we realized okay what we are doing really has a lot of good reason there is so much interest and we really have to think about how to build a, a festival around this topic because we're not only concerned with just depicting porn we see the festival as kind of an open platform actually to discuss to reflect to think about pornography of course but also sexuality sexual identity bodies politics so uh, i think quite a lot came into that and we're kind of this platform giving um giving people a chance uh, to see different things because i think one of our main goals is actually to break the monotony uh, of boring cheesy mainstream porn there is so much out there so much alternative porn good porn feminist porn queer porn uh fair trade porn as it doesn't matter how you name it actually uh but there are alternatives to mainstream porn and i think this is quite important um as i said beforehand um when you think about the volume of porn on the internet, uh, on how many effect it has on us as a society, I think it's really good to really show alternatives and give people um, a little bit of uh, different positions into it. So this was like really the, the first thing, how we started the Porn Film Festival to be a creative open space and a platform. And we don't see ourselves as like the experts uh, in it, but we offer a platform for other experts for showing things, for discussing it. Because um, for me or for us, the Porn Film Festival is not only about just showing porn and getting into it but actually we offer quite a diverse program we have lectures we have workshops we have an art exhibition evolving around the topic and of course we show explicit stuff especially on our porn short programs but we also show non-explicit stuff like feature films or documentaries um, so that like everybody can have a chance to to step uh, nearer to the topic and maybe not get full hands on but uh, really try to see different perspectives of it, of it so this is like I think the main way how we do the festival 
Right, and uh, for those of our listeners who have not heard Yasmin's uh, TED Talk, it is on YouTube. There should be a link embedded in the description. Um, it's absolutely fascinating, so I highly recommend it. Um, so she defines good porn, or as uh, Yasmin calls it, ethical porn, as providing good working conditions for those on set, fair payment for everyone involved in the production, uh, precise agreements on what is shot and when, as well as an emphasis um, on hygiene and health. Uh, Yasmin, as you probably know, the Sonophilia Foundation is currently working on a major project uh, in the Matters.Global platform, um, in which they're trying to map the interconnectedness of problems uh, of the world. Now, porn is not viewed as a problem per se, but you do discuss that there are problematic aspects in its current form. So you suggest sex ecology or eco-sexuality, um, and I was wondering if you could elaborate on this concept and how it could help solve some of the world's greatest issues. Um, in a nutshell, can you tell us how can good porn help save the world? <laughs> well, um, first, uh, thanks for summing up like the, the main topics were, which uh, good porn is about or ethical porn or like fair trade porn. There are many names for that, actually. But it's it's really, I think, the main interest I had um, in the last years was really to find out um, more about, um, how should I say that, uh, more about sustainability. I think we are very much concerned as human beings about uh, biological food. Is it? Uh, do we wear fair trade clothes? Um, so we are very much concentrated on everything being better, being more sustainable and trying to make our planet uh, a better place where we can also live uh, on. And I said, okay, but when it comes to consumption, quite a lot of people actually don't think about porn. They they use it, they watch it, they consume it, but it's there is no no thinking into it. And I I really researched quite a lot about that and thought like, okay, there are alternatives. There is a kind of a sustainable approach also. Uh, concerning our sexuality, our uh, our ways of consuming pornography, and there is like this uh, a wonderful phrase called sex, sex ecology or ecosexuality, like both terms exist. And actually, well, it's uh, it's a term phrased like from two uh, feminist um, filmmakers, artists. They came up with it, uh, Annie Sprinkle and Beth Stevens, uh, quite a long time ago, actually. And it's really a way to get involved with nature, to get involved with uh, yourself as human being. And actually, it, this can mean also quite a lot. It, it really can mean like really getting it on with the earth quite ex explicit, also like really making love to the earth. But it also can mean like uh, having sustainable products, having sustainable sex toys, thinking a new way of thinking concerning our bodies and our sexualities. I think this is quite mainly what it's about to really 
uh, try to make yourself a few thoughts on how you consume, when you consume, and what do you consume. And of course, this is not quite easy. It definitely not is, because as a normal porn user or internet user, uh, you don't know much about that. You don't know where can you look that up, where do you found like ethical porn stuff, where are like the feminist porn sites, actually. But it's as it is always, I think, as it is always also concerning, I don't know, fair trade products, you have to research a little bit. You have to give yourself a little bit of uh, time on, on looking that up, on reading about it, on talking about it to other people. And of course, there is always a way to find out what can be like sustainable um, online platforms where to watch porn, for example. All these things exist. It's just really about caring about that stuff. And as you sum it up, uh, there's quite a lot inside of that, like fair working conditions, fair payments. So everything, and we always have to remind ourselves on that, which is almost not happening in mainstream porn, especially when we talk about the online platforms, the free online platforms. Um, I think people always have to really remind that a lot of the material there is illegally uploaded. It's uh, it's shot under very not good conditions. And this is very, very problematic, actually. Uh, first of all, like, of course, free porn is a very good idea and a nice idea and giving people access to something which can also be like a kind of a safe place for people um, coming uh, outside of places where they are not uh, really allowed to live out their sexuality openly for example or where people want to explore something about themselves so uh, porn also can be kind of a yeah a room for possibilities actually this is the way I like to think about it um, but uh, of course also this possibilities room has to have uh, regulations and uh, has to have a, a, a good uh, flow around it like good working conditions uh, to know where the material is used and what for and all this is not happening on, on the uh, online mainstream platforms so uh, I think I gave this TED talk also a, a little bit about really um, making people, also reminding people again that they have to care about this, that they have to think about this and, and put some, some time into that actually. Uh, when you're consuming, you should really know where and when and what actually. So this is like one, one aspect of it, I think that uh, my TED text is about, uh, TED talk is about, it's also a uh, yeah, I gave quite a lot of examples about uh, the um, energy usage of mainstream porn, of online platforms, and really like, uh, of course, like all the products we use, they have an ecological footprint. Um, the, th the things we wear, the things we drink, we eat, uh, everything is produced. And of course, this also is the same way for like sex toys or hygiene products. Uh, or like the the, the underwear, the, the garments we wear, the, the porn we use, all of that has an ecological footprint. And I think this also has to be considered if you really think about uh, future times, about really giving our planet a chance to survive and ourselves a chance to survive on that planet. So I think we have to reconsider quite a lot of things. 
Now, you also discuss how porn increases satisfaction and self-care, uh, how it helps normalize desires and how diverse porn can lead to more acceptance within a society um, with regards to feminism, the LGBTQ community, uh, etc. Now, as this is a podcast primarily concerned with creativity, um, I wonder what your take is on the relationship between sex and creativity. How, how can it help us hone our creative selves in our everyday lives? Hmm. Wow, <laughs> good question. Um, well, um, I think uh, porn, sex and creativity have quite a lot in common, actually. I think really when... So, I am the creative director of a porn film festival. I watch really quite a lot of smutty stuff. I can tell you that. Uh, there is so much porn and erotic films on my computer. No one can imagine maybe. Uh, and I also see like how different all of these things are made. I see how much creativity is spent uh, of people on doing porn clips, on doing uh, interesting storylines on, on on really using the possibilities of filmmaking so there is such a wide variety of what is possible actually and for me porn is not only about depicting sexuality uh, of course it's about arousal and and uh, and and having uh, fun with your your body and everything but it's it's really also about different takes on it so when uh, we are doing the porn film festival each year we have kind of categories also for like our short film programs of course a lot of these categories come alongside um the classical sexual uh, identities like there is uh, gay porn shorts there is queer porn shorts uh lesbian porn shorts whatever so uh of course but um we also always try to create new kind of porn short uh, programs because we see so many topics inside of all the submissions we get we for example have this kind of dark temptation porn shorts where it's about dark desire and horror aspects but we also have like for example a category that is called experimental porn shorts um, and inside of this category there is so much different stuff it's always quite amazing actually it's uh, people using um cameras in a way you never expected uh people uh conglomerating um art um aspects um drawings animations installations inside of it um we also have our art porn shorts so there is so much inside of it and of course we also have like a category that is called political porn shorts um because first of all i think porn is is always political it's never not political uh it depicts all the things we have within a society also all the pro especially mainstream porn depicts all the problems we have within a society like uh racism sexism misogyny it's, uh, whatever you name it so of course all these problems came come up in mainstream porn and uh 
as I said beforehand, quite a lot of the internet content is about porn. Uh, so of course, this has an influence on us as a society. It has an influence on, for example, teenagers, uh, on, on children when they get their hands on it, when nobody talks to them about what they actually see and what this is about. So I think it's it's really a good idea to confront ourselves and also break these taboos about uh, depicting sexuality, talking about sexuality, talking about our bodies. Uh, for me, this is always quite, um, how should I say this? This is quite uh, always, it strikes me quite uh, at some point that in, for example, We, in, in every film, there are in every movie, there are sex scenes. Uh, there are naked uh, bodies all around, advertisements, whatever you name it. Sex sells for a good reason. And still, still we are living in a society where it's shameful to talk about your bodies, about uh, body fluids, especially when it comes to, to female bodies. When you think about it, as a still we are fighting for openly talking about uh, or depicting also uh, menstruation. Um, so this is at some point, how should I say? <laughs> uh, for me at some point, yeah, I really, I really don't get it why it's that like that. But I think this is, um, really a good point why we should talk about this and represent this represent all of these topics and a film festival of course is a very entertaining way to do so but it's also a chance and a platform that you can give uh, ourselves as uh, as core team as establishers of the porn film festival to talk about these topics for example like um, i think two years ago we came up with the idea for a very special category but this sums up quite a lot of uh, our festival and about our creativity i think we came up with the idea of climate change porn shorts um, because uh, me and Javos Kutulmos he's like the festival director and we are like the core team of the porn film festival here um, we talk quite a lot of uh, about politics very, we are very activist persons ourselves we go to demonstrations uh, it was the time when the Friday for Future demonstrations came up uh, on a very big scale also here in Vienna and we thought hmm Maybe we also can integrate this topic in, inside of our festival. It's so present, it's so necessary to talk about uh, climate change, to talk about the earth in crisis, to talk about sustainability, all these things um, that we as a society have to, to rely on now. And so we try always to give uh, these topics a chance of evolving inside of the festival. And we made like an open call for filmmakers to submit to especially this topic. And we found quite a lot of things uh, that people were submitting. It was, it was really quite interesting. We, were, we didn't know what will come out of this, but actually a lot of people are also concerned about this and try to put messages inside of, of, uh, of porn clips and whatever. So this was a very interesting way to, to work in a political way and in an activist way, but also uh, kind of uh, put this on a very entertaining level inside of the festival. But I think this gives a good insight on how we work as a festival, maybe, and about also how creativity um, at really a lot of points um, 
have to be found in the festival again and it's really about trying to have not new ideas thinking in new ways and and trying to 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 also to point out yeah what is interesting for us as people as humans as society yeah that's awesome um yasmin i was wondering could you give us a short blurb on uh this new startup that you mentioned uh peaches and cream what's that all about Yeah, at the moment I am part of a startup. Uh, it's relatively fresh, but uh, we're in the process of really making it and establishing it. Actually, we're thinking about a crowdfunding platform that is concerned with body positive, porn positive, and um, sex positive projects because uh, this is actually not really the point in other crowdfunding platforms. And yeah, I think this is a, a very interesting new idea. So we're in the process. I cannot tell too much about it, actually, but we are really in the process of establishing this internationally. It's me and uh, Thomas Kranabetter, uh, who is also part of Somophilia, actually. And we came up with this idea like two years ago and really working hard on it. So there, uh, of course, there will be much heard about it quite soon, actually. But yeah, also makes quite a lot of fun. And for me, of course, makes quite a lot of sense as I'm working in this field, researching in this field and now putting it on a different kind of level and, and a new goal for me also in life to think about. So, yeah, at the moment, I'm quite busy and doing a lot of different things. But yeah, I like to have uh, to, to, to have uh, different aspects about it in my life. And I like to challenge prejudices and stereotypes. So yeah, I think this is what this will be about a little bit. And of course, it will be about alternative projects. It will be about, uh, it will be a lot about sustainability, actually. And I think it will be hopefully quite a lot of uh, about creativity and creative projects that people will have the chance to showcase on this platform. So yeah, as you can see, creativity it has a, a big status in my life, actually. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's like part of, of my everyday thinking and life and, and finding new ways of of evolving projects around that awesome um, so bringing it all back in um, what value do you see in an organization such as the Sonophilia Foundation now you did mention that much of your life and your work is about creativity and you are indeed a creative mind so how did you get involved with this network and what do you think your future will look like with them um, I first think met Sonophilia about two years ago actually i was um the plus one of a special person um i was the plus one of johannes grenzfurtner he's an artist filmmaker researcher and he was invited to the sonophilia to uh show his latest film it was trace route and um yeah as we work together and spend our life together i also get the chance to be part of uh Uh, of uh, that edition of the Sonophilia and yeah I, at first I didn't know really what to expect from this and and what will will what what it will be about actually 
and when we arrived here and got involved it was such a wonderful time actually i met so many wonderful people especially seda and matthias röder of course who are doing this now since a very long time and about how much uh, really energy and effort they spend in this bringing people together from all over the world from also different aspects this is what i really like about sonophilia that you get the chance to to meet so many different people and many different views on topics and many different insights on on various um, levels so this is an absolutely plus for me in my life actually and i enjoyed it very very much so i think ever since then uh, i spent my time there and yeah sonophilia for me is really about creativity about exchanging about trying to build a new future to have uh, goals about the future to have ideas about that of really how to also make the world a better place actually i think this is what it's also about to really uh, brainstorm about that and then be the ambassadors of those ideas of those opinions that come about uh, in talks in lectures in workshops we do together so it's really yeah this is what i think is the main goal of it actually spreading inside uh, spreading out to the world yeah absolutely uh, i couldn't have said it better myself um, it's often been said that sonophilia is really about trying to change the world for the better so um, Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us for this show this was a real pleasure i enjoyed this conversation immensely um, so thanks for giving us your thoughts and insights and knowledge and i truly look forward to learning more from you in the future thank you for for inviting me and giving me the chance to talk about my projects but also about sonophilia and uh, yeah it was a wonderful um talk we had with, with each other and uh, hopefully we'll meet sometime in the future again <laughs> <laughs>